Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 764, Minimal Wellness Dietary Principles, part two, moderate consumption, and part three, plant-based, both by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites. Now, in case you're confused about what I'm reading to you today, notice I said part two and part three, and you're wondering, where did part one go? I don't remember hearing that. Well, that's because I'm reading portions of Becca Shearn's series of posts addressing minimal wellness dietary principles. So I'm actually just going to jump into parts two and three. So if you're wondering about part one, I'm actually not going to read that for you, but you can definitely check it out at minimalwellness.com. But for now, let's get to parts two and three today as we optimize your life. Minimal Wellness Dietary Principles, Part 2, Moderate Consumption, by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. This is the second post in a series addressing the fundamental minimal wellness dietary principles. We're using the framework of Michael Pollan's iconic dietary advice to eat food, not too much, mostly plants, to help guide the discussion. The second sentence in Pollan's guidance, not too much, is a loaded one in modern times. Our obesogenic environment encourages us to eat, drink, and imbibe around the clock. And the products that are endlessly pushed in our faces are almost categorically not nutritious. In fact, the Yale Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity found that in 2012, the food and beverage industry spent $4.6 billion advertising fast food, while only spending $116 million advertising fruits and vegetables. Although adults can be fooled into thinking they aren't influenced by food marketing, spoiler alert, we all are, children and teens are especially vulnerable. And if you consider $4.6 billion on advertising to be a lot of money, consider that in 2009 and 2010, those same companies spent exponentially more, $58 and $40 billion respectively, lobbying against changes to food and nutrition policies and laws in the U.S. It would be irresponsible to not mention the influence of food politics in a discussion about diet. But food politics is an exceptionally vast topic with brilliant minds already writing and researching about the issues. Needless to say, as evidenced by the vast sums of money spent lobbying in 2009 and 2010 by the food and beverage industry, the laws, policies, and guidelines related to nutrition on the national level are heavily influenced by corporations that only have one monetary bottom line. They don't care about your health. In fact, they make more money producing sugary, 
sodium-rich and fat-laden products, and by marketing, binging, and overconsumption as socially acceptable norms. If you can escape from or tune out the ever-presence of foods in our obesogenic environment and manage to eat on your own terms, you still have to eat an appropriate amount. As a society, we overwhelmingly struggle with eating too much, as reflected by our current rates of obesity. Unfortunately, the standard recommendations of balancing energy in with energy out and calorie counting have proven ineffective. In fact, a calorie is not a calorie, as calories from carbohydrates, protein, and fat all affect our bodies in vastly different ways. What has been shown to be effective for weight management, keep in mind that weight gain, weight maintenance, and weight loss are all under this term weight management, is a combination of listening to or relearning your internal hunger and satiety cues, environmental tweaks, and altering the composition of your meals by drastically reducing sugar, reducing carbohydrates, and increasing healthy sources of fat. Reducing added sugar and carbohydrate intake may help improve hunger and satiety signaling from the body and your ability to respond to those signals appropriately. When your blood sugar levels fluctuate wildly, which happens when sugar and carbohydrate intake are too high, you feel a false sense of hunger and very real cravings for more carbohydrates. Bringing sugar consumption in line with the American Heart Association recommendations and reducing processed carbohydrate in the diet will allow your body to recalibrate and appropriately assess the food you are consuming, eventually leading to appropriate hormonal signaling. When hunger and satiety hormone signaling is reset, it is much easier to gauge how much food you should be eating and be able to respond to accordingly. If, however, we have spent years or decades overeating, we will need to go through a period of retraining our senses to what an appropriate amount of food is and what that actually feels like in our bodies. Minimal Wellness Dietary Principles, Part 3, Plant-Based, by Becca Schoen of minimalwellness.com. The final point of discussion related to minimal wellness dietary principles is pollen's directive, mostly plants. Investigations of all populations with better-than-average longevity have at least one unifying characteristic. The bulk of their diets come from plants. Usually, these diets include copious amounts of vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and legumes. Many include seafood or other animal products, but those are usually used as a condiment or small addition to the meal. In other words, animal protein is almost never the center of the plate. In these plant-based, but not vegetarian or vegan diets, animal products like meat, fish, eggs, and dairy need only amount to three to five ounces per day to meet the vast majority of people's dietary needs. People following plant-based diets have lower rates of nearly every chronic health condition, including obesity, heart disease, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. The mechanisms behind the improved health outcomes are thought to be a result of diets high in plants being higher in fiber, antioxidants, monounsaturated fats, micronutrients, and prebiotics that help maintain a healthy gut microflora when compared to the standard American diet. Eating more plants will provide your body with tons of essential vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals that will help increase your vitality. Who doesn't want to feel more alive and energetic? In addition to being better for human health, plant-based diets may also be less environmentally damaging. Animal sources of protein produce significantly more greenhouse gas emissions, contribute to antibiotic resistance, and expose those consuming them to hormones and toxins. And while consuming pasture-raised or wild-harvested animals is preferable to animals raised in concentrated animal feeding operations, 
their environmental impact is still far greater than that of plant sources of protein. As a species, we simply cannot continue to consume enormous amounts of animal products. We will max out the carrying capacity of the planet. Therefore, we need to be far more thoughtful and deliberate about our animal product consumption and learn to treat high-quality animal proteins as a supplement to a diet rich in vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, legumes, and grains. You just listened to posts titled Minimal Wellness Dietary Principles, Part 2, Moderate Consumption, and Part 3, Plant-Based, both by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. It's true that when we look at the data, there seem to be some common factors when it comes to living your best life. In fact, a student asked me the other day, what one piece of dietary advice would you give to someone if you had to just pick one thing? And I said, eat five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That's my one piece of advice for everyone. A diet consisting of at least five combined servings of fruits and vegetables every day seems to prevent quite a few diseases. Doesn't mean that you'll never get sick. It just means that you're playing the odds. You're helping yourself lower your risk for future disease. Now you may wonder, well, what about those studies that I'm hearing about? Like, the keto diet, where people seem to be doing just great on those and they don't seem to have any chronic disease. And that's filled with tons of animal protein or things like Atkins and South Beach or low-carb, high-protein diets. So what's the deal with those? Well, the problem is those studies are often short-term and they're performed in athletes. When we look at athletes in studies, well, athletes are basically a very specific subset of our population. So they're used to following very specific instructions and are able to stick to those instructions for long periods of time. Just like with their training regimens, they can do that with their diet too. They'll also push through and eat foods that maybe don't taste the best, but they'll still eat them because they know it's gonna help their performance. Oh, and basically athletes are like our real versions of superheroes. Not everyone can be an athlete. And so we're dealing with people who are very special to begin with. And so 
What works for them may not work for the rest of us who aren't athletes. And again, those studies are done in the short term, so we don't know what's gonna happen over the long term to their bodies. But when we look at fruit and vegetable consumption, we do have better studies that show that that seems to work over the long term in preventing many chronic diseases. But if you don't believe me, you can always look for yourself. Go to Google Scholar and do a quick search and look at studies showing the health effects of a plant-based diet versus high-protein diet, and you'll see the results come up. And you'll probably find there are a lot more studies supporting the idea of consuming more plant-based foods. Again, you don't have to be a vegetarian or vegan, but if we could just increase those foods, we'll likely feel a lot better. All right, that'll do it for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.